Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster. Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Sisters and brothers, stop the presses. Brad Shepard is back with a new podcast. Check this commercial out. He's taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. Brad Shepard Unleashed. Exclusively on Hameen Media Group. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thursday, November 11th. 2021 happy veterans day happy veterans day you know especially the ones who are still here with us thank you very much for all that you've done to help us maintain our quality of life you know not just here in the united states but really around the world thank you thank you thank you and welcome back welcome back to duke loves wrestling the show about pro wrestling and everything else Got a great show lined up for you this week. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on the WWE future endeavors. Oh my goodness. The roster cuts that just came down the pike here and it was it was something else, man. It sure sure was. Also share my thoughts on uh, AEW Full Gear. It's the pay-per-view that's coming up this weekend. But before we get to any of that, as I sip on my delicious Panera Bread Coffee. You know, once again, folks, we have Panera Bread. They have that Panera Plus program, which is so fantastic. I really want you to check it out. Uh, Unlimited coffee throughout the day. You know, really, once every two hours, you can walk into your local Panera Bread. You can get yourself a hot or iced coffee or a hot tea. And, you know, whatever cream and sugar, milk, Almond milk, whatever you want to put in there, all the fixings, so to speak, you can do that. I know that some of the syrups, the flavored syrups, are a little bit extra, 
But, you know, the basics, you definitely can have part of this. And it's for a low fee. You know, literally right now, if you sign up for the rest of 2021, you can become a Panera Plus program member for free. That's right. You're going to get your, your the last couple of months of the year free. So what are you waiting on? Check out PaneraBread.com. Sign up for the Panera Plus program so you can start getting your unlimited coffee and hot tea. And hey, who knows? You know, grab yourself a sandwich, grab yourself some of their delicious salads. The works there. Trust me, you will thank me. It's fantastic. Okay, with all that said there, I want to jump into our first conversation, Savannah. Hello, my name is Savannah Gall. I am a um, contributor to Wrestling Republic, and I've been involved with wrestling uh, since 2012. Savannah Gall, welcome to Duke Loves Wrestling. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show here. It's interesting. You say you've been involved with wrestling since 2012. Is that when you started watching, or is this when you started you know, really making yourself part of the process beyond just as a fan? So my love of wrestling actually started with my uncle. I lived in Ohio at the time when I was little. So every time I would go to my uncle's house, we would always watch WCW. He's a big Sting fan. There would be times where I would ask to watch uh, WWE, and he'd be like, no, we're watching WCW. And then, of course, you know, life happens. I joined the Navy in 2008, um, did a deployment, and it was 2012. I vividly remember this. I was in my barracks room. I had finally gotten cable in my room, and I was flipping through the TV, and I see WWE, and I see a promo with AJ Lee, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson, and AJ Lee actually was the one that got me back into um, watching wrestling again, because AJ Lee wasn't like the way she carried herself, and... Her character and everything was far different from the rest of the divas. And that's what I like. That's who I related to. And then after AJ Lee, here comes Paige. Here comes Bailey being who they are. And, you know, that kind of brought my respect back into wrestling. I attempted to train in 2017 when I got out of the military but I had to take a step back to focus on my mental health because that process, going from the military to the real world, was difficult for me. But, you know, I still had the heart and passion for it. And then it was a couple of months ago, I was in contact with Wrestling Republic about becoming a contributor. And um, that's where we are now. You know, that's a heck of a story there, Savannah. And, and I'm not surprised about the women in wrestling that appeal to you the most because you know you like you said AJ Lee Paige Bailey they're unconventional you know these are women who are athletic they are known for their toughness in the ring and their ability to get it done brunettes you know and and at least with AJ Lee and and with Bailey they're women of color you know Paige is is from the UK so She's a whole different presentation in a lot of ways as well. So that doesn't surprise me because 
you know, if if you told me that you were related in some way to all those ladies, I'd believe you. You you kind of you kind of have elements of all of them uh, with your your overall look and what have you there. So that that's that's pretty cool. You, did you see yourself in those ladies as you were watching them? I definitely saw myself in AJ Lee. Um, I read her autobiography, and her actual character she she was trying to showcase you know the mental health stigma, especially with bipolar, and that was something I wasn't aware of at the time until I read her book and you know that I mean my respect for her even after that kind of shot through the roof especially after she um, retired why is that so important why, why is it important for these larger than life characters these these real life superheroes to have these relatable qualities why did that matter to you so much for me personally, it's a mo- it's a motivational thing because you know with, with AJ Lee, she has all these mental health problems, and you know she's out there doing her thing. I think I can do that too. Another example: Big Swole is a military veteran. Seeing her out there is motivating me as a Navy veteran to put myself out there as well. So it's one of those like you don't know who's watching you and who you're touching at the time. You know, I, I find that so interesting and, 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 and so important. You know, you said your, your uncle was someone who loved WCW and Sting was his favorite. He, he clearly, that was the stuff that he took to the most. I'm here in Boston, which is, you know, primarily WWE territory, WWF territory back in the day. But I was fortunate enough to grow up with cable, like even in the early 80s, you know, we, we had cable TV, which meant that I was able to see wrestling from all over the world and watching the NWA, which eventually, you know, it was really Jim Crockett promotions, but eventually transitioned into WCW and what have you. I was able to see a lot of that stuff, too. I, I, I was able to see Sting when he first came in. I was a big Ric Flair fan. And just like you just said, with people like AJ Lee with Big Swole. There are things about them that you saw yourself in and, and it motivated you. One thing about Ric Flair, and I know he's kind of a bad topic these days because of some of the ridiculous and terrible things he's done as a, as a man, mm-hmm. but at least that character, he wasn't as big and strong as most of his opponents. He, he wasn't as, you know, dare I say, even as, as handsome as some of these guys. But what he did know is that he was going to outwork everybody. And in his promos, he always bragged about the fact that he was going to get it done in the ring better than everybody else. And, and then he was going to reward himself for doing that. And that was a life lesson for me. You know what I mean? I, I, I took motivation in that because it's like, listen, you don't have to be the biggest or the strongest as long as you work the hardest. And as long as you dedicate yourself to some form of excellence, you have an opportunity to be one of the best. So... You know, that was a lesson that I took. And, and it's funny to hear you say, you know, from these ladies, you took your own lessons as well, because that's what pro wrestling is supposed to be about. You know what I mean? When when pro wrestling is hitting its mark the best that it can be, you have people who you can relate to and see yourselves in. And, and again, they're these real life superheroes and you can gain some type of motivation in life from watching them accomplish their goals. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's just really beautiful. And, and shout out to Big Swall and AJ Lee. I, I know they're going to hear this. So definitely link up with Savannah, ladies, when you get a chance, please, because clearly you have somebody in here who has a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for you. And that's it's really a beautiful thing, you know. So you're writing now. What primarily are you focusing on in, in terms of your writing? I mean, what's what's some of the stuff that people can expect when they read your stuff? So I'm definitely covering WWE, AEW. If I see something from like Impact, I'll cover that. I'm mostly I mostly want to base myself around the indies. I've done articles for about GCW. I did an article about AC, ACH making his return in Atlanta. My goal for the rest of the year and next year is to highlight on um, what's going on right now. And that's the hashtag, the Black Wrestling Draws movement and highlighting some of the um, black wrestlers that are up and coming and out there right now. Well, I definitely want to talk to you about black wrestling draws. But before I even get to that, let me back up for a second. Because you said GCW. Okay. Now, are you talking Game Changer Wrestling, where they have some of that that deathmatch stuff and what have you? Yes. And I just started getting into that promotion. Uh Uh-huh. We got to talk about this, Savannah. Now, listen, let me let me let me just say this to you. okay? and and, and I'm puffing out my chest now because, you know, I get worked up when I start talking about this deathmatch stuff. Let me say this to you, Savannah. I know that you are a military veteran, that you are somebody who has bigger muscles than me, that you are somebody who could probably roll me up in a ball and slam dunk me at any point in time that you wanted to. Okay, and I can't swim. So you could probably throw me in the ocean, too. So I got to be careful with (laughs) how I approach this. But I'm going to tell you right now, you and I have beef. Okay, I don't like to play games. I just like to put this on the table. You and I have beef (laughs) because you support this deathmatch nonsense. And I'm telling you right now, when it comes to deathmatch wrestling, it is literally like the biggest arch nemesis that I have going on today. So we got beef, Savannah, over this problem here. So, I just want you I, – I, you're aware of this now, okay? <laughs> so in my defense um, – let me back up. So my number one favorite wrestler is John Moxley. John Moxley is from Cincinnati like I am. I understand what John Moxley is about, being somebody from Cincinnati. So everything John Moxley does, even – before WWE, um, when he was in CZW, then we went to WWE as Dean Ambrose, and then now in AEW, you know, I'm all for it. And that he, okay. he's okay. what got me into uh, deathmatch wrestling. Okay, so, so this is what I'm talking about. We got beef, <laughs> and, and it's okay. I understand that I'm going to get destroyed, but the, but I, I have to... I have to acknowledge the fact that we have beef because let me tell you something. John Moxley is a punk. I don't like him. He doesn't have as much hair as Roman Reigns. He doesn't put the, the, the coconut oil on his body like Roman Reigns does. Okay. He's not a tribal chief. Like there's nothing that, that John Moxley has going on today that even compares to the tribal chief Roman Reigns. And because of that, I just I, I just don't like the guy. 
So again, here we go again, Savannah, where we have this divide <laughs> and you keep talking about Ohio. And, and, and look, let me just say this. I got to I, I got to I got to figure this out once and for all. Because I've, I've had this argument with people in New York. I've had it with people in Philadelphia. So now I'm going up to Ohio to find out. I'm going to take your temperature here. OK, I need to know right now. What do you call a sandwich that has steak and cheese inside of it? Because here in Boston, we call it a steak and cheese sub. I need to know what's going on in Ohio. You people in Cleveland, I need to know everything going on out there. What do you call a sandwich with steak and cheese in it? Um. Okay, so Cleveland and Cincinnati are in their own two different worlds. Cincinnati has uh, Skyline Chili. And I have been in many, numerous Twitter beefs over Skyline Chili. Even had an encounter with uh, a wrestler out there over Skyline Chili. Um, Yeah, what Cleveland does with with their little steak and cheese sandwiches, that doesn't have anything to do with me and uh, my Cincinnati Chili. I don't even know what Cincinnati chili is. Is is this like mystery meat like we used to have in in, in grade school where it's like, you know, you're eating sloppy joes, but you didn't really know it it could have been anything. It could have been horse. It could have been pork. It could have been cat. We don't know what's in the sloppy joes. Okay, we just know that we better eat it. What what is Skyline chili? What is that? So it's it's regular meat, but it has um, unsweetened chocolate, cinnamon. Um, it's a Greek dish. It, it actually came from um, Greece. And then you just put the All chili right. on I, top you know of the spaghetti kind of... and the cheese, and it's called a three-way. And then you do the same thing with the okay. hot dogs. You put the chili and the cheese on top of the mm. hot dog, and that's a coney. Okay, so 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 it's bad enough <laughs> that you called it you called it regular meat. I don't know what that. Is. You know when, when I when I took a trip down to North Carolina one time, and and I I went to a, a, a hole in the wall shack for some barbecue i'm like i'm, I'm down south you know mid-south i'm gonna get some barbecue and i said yes i will have some barbecue um wh- what do you have what kind of barbecue they have they said well, we have barbecue i said okay well, what kind of meat is it and the guy looked at me and he said it's barbecue and i said okay i guess i'll have two pounds of barbecue <laughs> and he said good couldn't tell me what kind of meat it was so now let me go up to where you are now you're telling me that there's regular meat, there's chocolate, unsweetened chocolate. Depends on how the the um, <laughs> recipe, how people do the recipe. There's spaghetti. I mean, what else? What else are you gonna? Are you gonna put the kitchen sink in this chili as well here, Savannah? What kind of chili? This isn't chili. This is nonsense. Like, it's like a kid put it together. This is something that you guys eat up there. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, listen, listen. You know how to handle a gun, so I got to be very careful <laughs> with with the way that I say things here because I just remembered that you know I, I could be I could be in some big trouble if I don't play <laughs> if I don't play nice here. I, I'm just gonna say Skyline Chili Savannah. Uh, please don't offer me that ever. So I, I like I, Gold I Star. I'm, I like Gold Star Chili. There's Skyline Chili, okay, Gold Star Chili. Camp Washington Chili. It's a bunch of little chili places in Cincinnati, but everything's the same. 
Okay, so so I just need to avoid Cincinnati. Let me write them <laughs> off my list. There will be no uh, Anthony Bourdain style uh, food tour of Cincinnati because they put spaghetti in their chili. They use something called regular meat. They they put chocolate in their chili. It's like you got a Snickers bar, put it in the chili. You know what I mean? It's like you know you got Hershey syrup, put it in the chili. I don't know what's going on over there. So we're just going to avoid the food altogether up there. Okay, so let's get back on track now. Uh, John Moxley, I don't like you, and you know I don't like you. I like your wife. I don't like you. Uh, but clearly Savannah is very inspired by you, Moxley. So you, you couldn't be half bad because at least you're inspiring good people here. But um, you, you brought up something, Black Wrestling Draws, and, and it is a hashtag that has gone viral. It is something that a lot of content creators, uh, especially content creators of color, especially black content creators, we've all been very deliberate about using, utilizing this hashtag to spread awareness about the fact that black wrestlers, uh, it doesn't matter the gender, it doesn't matter what promotion they're in, but black wrestlers and black wrestling in general is something that fans enjoy. You know, and a lot of these promotions, unfortunately, they don't invest enough, they don't show enough respect for black wrestlers and, and it's just it's ridiculous because you know it's steeped in systemic racism um where do you see this going i mean do you feel that the hashtag is making a difference in the industry yes in my opinion i feel like it can only go up from here voices are definitely being heard black talent is definitely being showcased and put out in the forefront especially especially with wwe and big e and, um, well, the New Day in general, I don't particularly like how they're handling Naomi right now. I didn't agree with how Bianca Belair lost her title. And, um, you know, AEW, you got Big Swole, of course. Um, Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill doing their thing there. Um, and I just found out that Jade is a D9 and, um... I'm in a military sorority. I mean, it's not one of the same, but, you know, Greek is Greek. And I have future plans of trying to go D9 myself. Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know necessarily what a D9 is, but I feel like because I'm not part of the secret society, if I find out what a D9 is, that could cost me something. They might have to cut off my finger or something. (laughs) So I'll just say this to all the D9s. It's the um, black. You know, it's um, the... Uh predominantly black um, sorority and fraternities. You Mostly they're HBCUs. Gotcha. Well, shout out to Jade. I, you know, I like Jade. I think she's fantastic. And I, and I feel like there should never be a time where AEW has a television program and Jade is not exactly. on TV every single week. I think it's a big mistake not to have. First of all, look at her. She is so imposing. She is so gorgeous. She is so terrifying. She she's excellent on the mic. She's so athletic. She is so gifted. She's a mom. It's like there's no reason. She's a mom. She's a model. She's a she's a, a whole brand. You can't have that type of talent and not put it on television every week. It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm with you there. And I think it's cool that you're you're continuing to bring awareness to the hashtag Black Wrestling Draws because. It's something that, you know, fads happen. They they pop up overnight and people lose steam and they stop talking about it after a while. They forget about it. 
but the fact that you you're keeping it up even on in this conversation i just you know kudos to you on that is there anyone on the indies you know whether it be male or female is there anyone on the indies that you feel we should keep an eye on especially for 2022 like if, if i were to ask you to give me let's say your top four and, and they don't have to be in any kind of order. You're just naming four people who have impressed you and that you feel like are going to have big years in 2022. Give me give me four people on the indies who we should be paying attention to. Um, Billy Dixon, um, Sahara Seven, Elijah Friday, and um, Gabriel Kai are my choices as far as who to look out for. Okay, everybody make sure you get your pen and paper and write that down. Uh, if you don't, then Savannah is going to pick you up and throw you in the ocean. You know, she was in the Navy, so she knows how to – she'll call the dolphins. You know, they train dolphins to uh, to rescue people, but, you know, they also can train the dolphins to slap you with their fins. I've seen it at the aquarium, <laughs> folks. Trust me. So just, you know, write those names down because that's who we should expect to have breakout years in 2022 – uh, Savannah, you don't really know your food, but you know your wrestling. So I, I tip my hat to you because one out of two ain't bad. You know what I mean? But why don't you let everybody know what's the best way that they can follow you online? And, and also, what's the best way that they can check out some of your articles? Um, so my articles are uh, WrestlingRepublic.com. My Twitter is SavannahRG513. And my Instagram is um, SavannahRG90. Okay, Savannah, listen, before I let you go, I got one last question for you. Uh, like I said before, I don't know how to swim. I've never learned how to swim. It's just something that I feel like, you know what, let me just leave the water alone if it's not the shower. If if I drown, can I call you to save me? Like, are, are, are you one of those, like, special forces people that just knows where everyone is in, in the world and, and you'll just pop up like Aquawoman? And, and be able to save me in the event that I'm like on a boat or something and I fall in? No, I just, I, <laughs> so last time I swam like that was um, in boot camp and I just did the bare minimum just to pass. <laughs> okay, folks, her name is Savannah. She refuses to save me. She puts spaghetti in her, in her chili and chocolate and she likes John Moxley. I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on in the world today, folks. We are we are just upside <laughs> down. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on Duke Loves Wrestling. Uh, thank you for having me. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Woo! Can you believe that? I mean, just ridiculous. Who who the heck puts chocolate in chili? I mean, that's just such that, that is so crazy. I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, so, but shout out to Savannah. You know, she she knows her pro wrestling, but I don't know if she necessarily knows her food. And and we'll just leave it at that. You know, I got to tell you, folks, I I'm in the secret location, and there is a property next to me. And they're essentially building a, a whole new house over there. So for the last, you know, the better part of the past six months, if you ever heard any any knocking or sawing or any kind of crazy noise, as you listen to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, that's what's going on. 
You know, there's, there's a whole new structure being built right next to our secret location. And as you can imagine, it is loud. It is very loud. So, you know, that's what all that knocking is. There's no no one's knocking on my door. They're just uh, putting up walls and, and structures and what have you around me. And hey, man, I, I leave it all in. I mean, why not? It's good to know that uh, real life is happening around you. I'm sure a lot of you can sympathize, especially if you're working from home. You know, people, they're, they're on Zoom and what have you. And next thing you know, their their kid throws up on the keyboard or, the, or their dog starts acting crazy or the doorbell's ringing. Or, you know, the whole nine yards. I mean, real life is happening. And I swear this is probably our new normal. I don't know if we'll ever go back to the way things used to be. Uh, that's just the way it is, right? Speaking of which, I don't know what the heck is going on with the WWE. I really don't. I really don't. And you know what? Let me let me table that for a second. Let me start with AEW because I got a lot to say about the WWE. So let me start with AEW. You know, they have that full gear card coming up. And I observed the fact that there was only one black male wrestler who is advertised to compete on that card. And that's Scorpio Sky. And he's in, you know, basically a street fight with Dan Lambert and his crew from American Top Team, and they're going up against the Inner Circle, you know, Chris Jericho's crew. And let me tell you something. This is a match that has no championship implications. It's a feud that benefits just about everybody but Scorpio Sky. What does Scorpio Sky get by being involved in something like this? Because Lambert and the, and the MMA folks from American Top Team, you know, former UFC stars, um, they get to be in a wrestling match and get featured in this manner and make a couple extra bucks doing it, right? And Jericho and his crew, I mean, they're probably going to win the match, so they get to say that they beat some MMA folks, some, some real fighters, right? What the heck does Scorpio Sky get out of this deal? I just continue to shake my head and scratch my, my, my head here on this because at the end of the day, it just goes to show up. I, I don't think Tony Khan cares about black wrestlers. I'm just going to say that. I don't think he cares at all. Okay. Cause if he did, he would have at least one that was in the title picture in AEW. And, and frankly, there isn't one. You look at a poor guy like, like Will Hobbs who continues to be missing in action at this point. Will Hobbs losing Orange Cassidy over and over again, losing to CM Punk. I mean, Will Hobbs was on a winning streak, and then suddenly he's getting his butt kicked. He slides further and further down the list. And you bring in guys like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and what have you, where does that leave Will Hobbs? Is Will Hobbs a contender for any championships? Of course he's not. Of course he's not. Where's Scorpio Sky now? Nowhere. He's involved in a, in a, in a series in which he's probably going to be the person to eat the pin at the pay-per-view. He certainly is not going to be the guy who's going to pin anyone and be victorious. Scorpio Sky. So where does that leave him? What is he competing for? Right? This is what I'm talking about. I mean, this company is just, they are just a complete and utter disappointment. I continue to say that. I And, and I just, I don't know what to do with them. At some point, it's got to make sense, and it continues not to. And the and the frustrating part about it is, if Tony Khan would get his act together, 
AEW could be a viable alternative to WWE. They continue to be the worst version of WWE and TNA. I mean, legitimately, they're the worst version of both companies put together. And it's sad and it's ridiculous. So I, I have no faith in this this upcoming pay-per-view that they have full gear. I just think it's just going to be a mess, which is consistent with what they've been putting out lately anyway. And this is part of the reason why their audience continues not to grow overall, because it's as if Tony Khan, he doesn't realize that you got to get wrestling people to handle the wrestling, right? Some guy who has no experience in the wrestling industry booking wrestling cards long term does not make sense. And as you can see, it's not working. You know, you could not make me the booker of any wrestling promotion and think that it's going to work. It's not going to work. It doesn't matter that I, I'm a super fan and I've been watching my entire life. So what? I've never experienced it. I've never been in the ring. I've never run a wrestling promotion before. I've never had to sit down and be held accountable for the ups and downs that come along with that over a long period of time. I've never been trained to do so either. It's not going to work. Tony Khan is the money mark, but he, he's not some wrestling genius. And he continues to prove that every single week. How do you blow CM Punk? CM Punk, who, who just came back after, you know, all these years not wrestling. And already people are, are just like, okay, whatever. It's not special anymore. doesn't matter anymore. How do you blow that? You blow it when you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, I just shake my head at AEW for those reasons there. They continue to just disappoint and that's unfortunate. We just lost Ring of Honor. When they come back, it is not going to be the same promotion. They're going to be like every other indie promotion that you're used to. Right? So, and, and Impact still just can't seem to get their act together. I don't know what's going on with MLW. I mean, I, I think they're turning a corner in, into a positive direction. But they still don't have a TV deal. So what the hell is that? You know? So we're in a situation where the wrestlers have less big name places to work, which means less opportunity to be featured on television, which ultimately, in my opinion, is going to bring the wages down. You watch. It's going to happen. Which brings me to the to the, the real point that I want to get to, and this is WWE. They did a whole string of layoffs within the past week, okay, since our last episode. I mean, listen to these names. Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, B-Fab, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Eva Marie, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Bonet, Ember Moon, Trey Baxter, Jesse Kamea, Jeet Rama, Zeta Ramir, and Katrina Cortez. I mean... That's 18 people that they just, whoop, you're out of here. And some of these folks have been featured heavily over the past few years on the various programs, right? Just, whoop, you're gone. Now, let me state this because WWE just, just uh, released their Q3 earnings and they are crushing it. I mean, they're beating projections. There's no doubt that they're going to do over a billion dollars in revenue in, in, you know, in this fiscal year. They're crushing it. They are a company, WWE, who 
in order to continue to stay ahead of the curve, they got to constantly be making adjustments. And I get that. And let me tell you something. I'm not foolish enough to not understand the fact that roster changes have to be made. People get, get let go. That's part of the business. I get that. But here's where I draw the line. You release people so close to the holiday season. I mean, we're ba- we're in the holiday season. This is this is what you do to people. This Scrooge McDuck sort of situation here, right? So you 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 let people know that they have an uncertain future, and that you know they better be careful with with how they spend their money. You know, over the next month or what have you, because they ain't going to be getting them checks coming in consistently anymore. At least not from the WWE. You do it this time of year? Are you kidding me? It's it's so dis, dis I mean just disappointing, disgusting, dis everything. <laughs> I'm so frustrated with Vince McMahon right now. Because quite frankly, the WWE is making far too much money to have to treat people in such a terrible manner. And that's what they're doing. This is terrible. I'm not against releasing people. I'm not against making the the promotion uh, as efficient as possible. I'm not against making sure that people who aren't producing are gone. I get all that. What I don't get is why do you have to do this this time of year? That I don't get. In certain situations, you're releasing, like Keith Lee and Mia Yim, you release the both of them. Scarlett Bordeaux and, and Karrion Cross, you release the both of them. Those are, that's two incomes that just got wiped out. It's two incomes that just got wiped out. And I know that there's an alternative way to look at this. Well, hey, look, if they were under, you know, uh, non-compete clauses, like, you know, a 60-day, a 90-day, what have you, then at least they have the holidays off and they'll get paid while they're off so they can figure out their next move for the new year. Okay, that's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is that you just wiped people out because there's less places to work right now. What the hell are they going to do? What the hell are they going to do? You couldn't wait for the new year to make a move like this? Was it really that important to wipe them out right now? Considering all the money and all the profit that you're making, did you really have to get that money off the books so soon? It's amazing. And listen, you know, we, we got the 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 quarterly uh, dividend coming out. That payment should be at the end of this month. It's either the, the 28th or the, or the 29th of November. Quarterly dividend uh, payout is coming out. So. You have that and then you have some adjustments in corporate where they just got rid of a few people. And I think uh, Michelle Wilson was one of them. And they took a guy off of their board and gave him her responsibilities. I think, you know, he's going to be heading up HR and a few other things. It's it's just fascinating the way that they make moves. It's fascinating. I mean, it's so cutthroat. It's so heartless. And I understand in order to be successful in business, you have to focus on the bottom line. But let me tell you something. For a WWE who, quite frankly, you're on borrowed time. Let me say that again. You're on borrowed time. These wrestlers need to unionize. Okay. And that's the point that I'm getting to here. 
the fact that the wrestlers have not unionized is a disgrace because if you were part of a union, you would have some type of protections. And because you're not part of a union, you see that a company can just, you know, scoop you up and and keep you occupied. You know, they'll pay you, but they got to they got to keep you away from other opportunities where you could have possibly made more money and had more of a consistent uh, future ahead of you. If you were on the open market, they scoop you up, give you the bare minimum of what they can give you, string you along and then kick you in the butt after they've they've lessened your value. Right. You look at a guy like Karrion Cross, they made a fool out of him over the past few months. Putting him in that ridiculous outfit that he was wearing. They took Scarlet away from him. They changed his whole presentation. What's this guy worth now? Right. You think he can go to AEW and command top dollar? Good luck. He certainly is not going to go back to uh, Impact Wrestling. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe he will. Is he going to get top dollar from them? Probably not. He's probably going to have to earn that. <laughs> He's probably going to have to start from scratch in a lot of ways. So in a, in a sense, you know, WWE, you've, you've destroyed a lot of people. And I'm telling you right now, the, these things, you can get away with it in the short term, but long term, there's going to be some kind of market crea- uh, correction. And I think it's going to be in the form of, of some type of union. I predict in 2022, the wrestlers are going to revolt. They're going to walk out. And they're probably going to walk out during a TV program. They're going to strike. And I can't wait to see what WWE does in that situation. Because quite frankly, they've earned it. I think a lot of you are confused about me and who I am and and, and what I care about. So let me just make this clear once and for all, even though I've said it a million times and, and you know, it's it's just ridiculous at this point. But I got to keep reminding people. I support the wrestlers. I don't support the office. I call out the office. and It doesn't matter what wrestling promotion it is. If you're doing the wrong thing, I'm calling you out. Okay. Because I care about the wrestlers. I think you folks are confused. A lot of people want to accuse me of being some kind of WWE mark or something like that. I grew up on the WWE and I grew up on the NWA. I'm always going to have a soft spot for those promotions and, and the good times that they provided me as a young person growing up. I'm not ashamed of that. I don't, you know, I make no bones about that. But let me tell you something. When I see poor business practices that result in hurting people. Corporations are hurting people. I speak up. I'm going to say something about it. And that's exactly what the case here with the WWE and this garbage that they're doing right now. There was no reason to lay those folks off during the holiday season. It's a disgrace. And Vince McMahon, I'm telling you right now, you will go down in history as, as a man that has done a lot in pro wrestling and in the success. And that's great. A steward of the history of pro wrestling with the network and all that good stuff. But you're also going to go down as one of the most ruthless piece of trash business people in the history of American business and industry. And you know something, brother, you've earned it. You are a disgrace. You are a disgrace, Vince McMahon. You are not a nice person. I don't even think you're a good person. 
And I'm basing that slowly on the way that you've continued to destroy people's lives with these business moves. You take a guy like Keith Lee and you pull him off of the open market. You give him the bare minimum. You break this man down. This guy, look at him. Look at him. He's a super athlete. And he didn't need the WWE. You brought this man in. You paid him the bare minimum. You gave him incremental increases that were small time when he could have been a champion. He could have been on top of this industry. You destroyed that man. You hurt his confidence. You put him in stupid outfits. You changed his name. You did all kinds of nonsense to this guy that just hurt this man. That's your legacy, Vince. That's your legacy. To a certain degree, you did the same thing to Karrion Cross. That's your legacy, Vince. You are, you are a complete and utter disgrace. And the people who are part of your organization, who have gone out and have hurt these folks the way that they have, they're no better than you. The market will correct itself. I'm telling you, it will. And I don't think the WWE is equipped to handle it. I'm calling on you wrestlers, all of you who are on television. If you're part of any organization and you see that they're treating you the way that these bastards in the WWE are treating these wrestlers. 2022. It's time to unionize. It's time to walk out and don't just do it on a random day. Do it during a time where they need you the most. It's time to unionize and it's time to walk out and it's time to protest and it's time to start making some demands. The hell with these folks. They don't care about you. The little bit of scraps that they're giving you while they're living high off the hog. These are billionaires. They don't care about you. And I'm sick and tired of you wrestlers with your infighting. And hurting one another. It's, it's disgusting. You need to come together man. And fight against the corporations. Because clearly. Their, their sole interest. Is beyond you. And what matters to you and your family. They've destroyed people. I'm, I'm looking at Nia Jax. And listen. I, I'm not going to play games here. I don't particularly like the way that Nia, Nia Jax wrestles. I think that she's been reckless in a lot of ways. But I also can see that this is a person who wants to be in the wrestling industry. And I can see that this is a person who's going through a lot of things. Nia Jax asked for some time off and they gave it to her. And then when it was time for her to come back, she let them know she's going to need a little bit more time off. She's having some mental health challenges. They fired her. They released her, whatever you want to call it, but they fired her. Are you kidding me right now? That's your solution? And I know some folks, there's some rumors going around saying that, um, you know, well, there's a lot of folks who are not getting vaccinated and, and they had to release them because of that. I, I don't buy that. I think that's a bunch of baloney because we know Vince McMahon is a right wing bastard and he has been him and his wife for years. They've been sucking up to the Republicans. They've been kissing Republican ass. She ran as a Republican. She was working for the most disgraceful administration in the history of the United States of America, the Trump administration. She was part of that whole crew supporting these folks that attacked our capital. This is Veterans Day. Let me talk about this for a second. Don't tell me that they really give a damn about your vaccination status. That's a bunch of baloney. 
Don't tell me that they're releasing people because they're not vaccinated. I'm not buying it. Not these right wingers. Not buying it. And let me state for the record. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, in between, what have you. Listen, I'm I'm undeclared. I vote the issues. I don't really care. I don't I don't get into gang mentality, but I will call out the gangs and the gang leaders. You better believe that. So I don't think that they're releasing people because of that vaccination status. I think there's something deeper than that. Miserable bastards during the holiday season, destroying people's lives. No, you don't get a pat on the back. You don't get my respect. The hell with you is what I say to the WWE and to their leadership. I call out the office and I support the wrestlers. Now, does that mean I'm going to stop watching the program? Of course not. There are people working there that need us to continue to support. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to keep talking to those people and you know that I do. And I'm going to keep encouraging them to band together and fight back. And the best way to do that is to unionize. Enough is enough. And for all you bastards up top who are making all your multi-millions and you don't want to lose your spot and you'll sell out everybody else. You want to pull a Hulk Hogan as Jesse the Body Ventura has told us and the court records have shown. It's on the record. The hell with you too. I look at a guy like Roman Reigns and I'm sorry it falls on your shoulders, Roman, but you need to help your, your, your fellow wrestlers at the bottom of the chain. When it's time to unionize, Roman, you better make sure you're part of that. This is ridiculous what they're doing. They just bounced out one of your family members, Roman, who's going through a tough time. That's ridiculous. That's how you treat somebody? <laughs> WWE? But you want to call yourselves a family? Oh, I Listen. Folks, these are the things that push my buttons and drive me to the wrong place. I have no respect for the McMahon family. I have no respect for the WWE as an organization. I think they are cruel. I think the way that they've gone about treating people is completely disgusting. And to hell with all of you. And I'm telling you right now, you better hope and pray. That your younger loved ones never have to be in a situation where they're treated this way by their employers. But you know what they say. The sins of the father is going to fall down on the on the children, right? So we'll see. I don't think that it's 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 a, a coincidence that Triple H is having issues with his heart. You think you think that's a coincidence? I think this poor guy is conflicted. I'm not a big fan of Triple H, but I, I, I think that since he's a wrestler, he cares about wrestlers. And I think that there's some conflict there in the way that people are treated in that company that he's dealing with. And it, it literally breaks his heart. That's my opinion. And I think that Stephanie is probably of the same mind as Triple H. But I also know that Stephanie is her father's daughter. And at the end of the day, if it's going to be me or you, it's not going to be me. It's going to be you. And Triple H still gets to live high off the hog. Now, if Keith Lee has a, has a damn heart attack right now, what kind of shape is he going to be in? If Karrion Cross has a heart attack right now, is he going to be all right? Does he have a, a billion dollar princess to support him? You folks are out of touch with reality, man. You folks have you've completely you know lost the plot. And that's why, you know, when people talk about the reckoning, 
Um, people want to see some type of backlash against WWE. People want to see WWE suffer for the terrible product that they've been putting out over the years because it has not been the best that it could be. Um, I don't think that's realistic because at the end of the day, people watch, money's made, the TV companies are going to continue to invest. But I think the reckoning is going to come from the actual talent when they unionize. And when you get to that negotiation table and they tell the WWE to kiss our, you know, kiss their backsides there, that's where the reckoning is going to come from. For any wrestler out there who needs any information, you, you hit me up. My DMs always are open. I have no problem with pointing you in the right direction. I'm no expert, but I'm a guy that knows a couple of guys and ladies. I can certainly point you in the right direction on where you need to go and what you need to do in order to make this a reality. Because I'm telling you, these bastards don't care about you. And it's a disgrace. And to AEW and Tony Khan, you better pay attention, Tony. Because <laughs> you're no better. I got time for WWE today. Okay? But you're no better, Tony. You guys better make yourselves union friendly and, and, and be open to the possibility because I'm telling you, that's where this is going. People can't continue to have their lives destroyed by these damn billionaires. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyway, got me all worked up. I almost, almost cussed on this episode. You know, <laughs> you folks know I don't like to cuss. I just can't stand it, man. These, these are superheroes. These are people that we care about. And I think that as, as fans... We don't use our voice for things that matter most. We, we, we want to fight with each other and we want to tear each other down because this one doesn't like that match or this one doesn't like that promotion or this one, you know, thinks that wrestler sucks or whatever. And it's like, that's all bull crap. Let's talk about the fact that a bunch of people just lost their jobs in, during the holiday season. And what the hell are they going to do next? Because there's less places for them to go and work. AEW has a bloated roster. They have far too many people and not enough time to put on the wrestling matches, right? How many hours of TV do they have? Three? Give me a break. Don't tell me about their YouTube web shows. Who gives a damn about that? How many hours of TV do they have? Three hours. That's not enough time, man. Not enough time to, to pick up everybody, and they're not going to pick up everybody. That's a money loser to pick up everybody. So what does that mean for a lot of these folks who are released? They're in tough shape. And there's a mental health aspect to this, too, because the uncertainty, not having a job, not having a place to go. I mean, what do you do? They're in tough shape. So continue to listen to this space because I'm going to be talking more about some of these challenges. And I know that um, there's some things happening behind the scenes in terms of finding ways to get some of these wrestlers some help. I was talking to a wrestler just yesterday who revealed to me that they were diagnosed with depression. And they had just uh, retired from wrestling. Their body is beat up and what have you. And, you know, enough is enough. And wrestling did not help with their depression. It probably made things a little bit worse. And it's just, it's sad to hear that. You know, because it doesn't have to be this way. And this person was on TV and everything. It doesn't have to be this way, man. So we got to find ways to to support our heroes. And, and I think, again, we as fans can do a much better job than what we're doing. So let's make this work. OK, 
That is my promise. And I'm going to hold everybody accountable to that. Don't tell me you care. And then you sit back and avoid this stuff. Let's all lean into it. Because I, I truly feel like we can make the difference. They need our money to survive. Okay, so let's start calling some shots here. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 